Thanks for tuning in to Pod That, two brothers talking sports. I'm Sammy. And I'm George. And we're brought to you by the Sports on Tap. It's the Internet's Pub. We started off with Russell Westbrook to the Los Angeles Lakers. And we also talked about the NBA draft. Some fun facts about every one of the players drafted in the lottery. Like, I'm going to give one out right now. Joshua Primo loves calamari. Not his favorite food, but he loves calamari. Well, we don't know if it's not his favorite food either. We just know he loves calamari. That's it. It didn't state if it's not his favorite or is. So that's that's kind of what you guys are going to be listening to. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, let us know if you guys think Russell Westbrook's going to lead the Lakers to a championship. Let us know in the comments of our DMs, whatever. Let us know what you guys want to hear next. And uh, check us out at thesportsontap.com and at pod that everywhere and at the sports on tap everywhere. We appreciate y'all listening and let's get on to the podcast. Sammy, eight o'clock here on the West Coast. Do you hear that? What? I hear my I hear my echo. I don't. Hmm? I don't. Oh, that's weird. I still hear it. It's your headphones. Is it? Probably is. Let me disconnect them and reconnect them. Disconnect. Connect. Hello? Nope, I still hear myself. That's is weird. it possible? Is it possible it's your mic? I don't know. Try Hello? it out. Hello? I still hear myself. I have no idea. I don't think it's my mic. You would have huh. heard it. Can you do this? Hello? Yeah, I still hear myself. Hmm. Hello? This is stupid. Let me up. Hello. Okay, that's weird. I'm saying I'm hearing myself. Still? Yeah, my mic's on plug. Oh, it's probably on your maybe it was on your headphones. Hello. Nope, still here. I'm going to leave the broadcast and come back in. Okay. Take your headphones off. Hello? One second. Let me change. Hello? Hello? No, I can't even hear anyone. Hello? Hello? Yeah, it's my headphones. What am I supposed to do?
I have no idea. Because I can hear you now on my computer, but I'm going to disconnect and reconnect my headphones and see if they work. If not, we'll just have to do it like this, I guess. But I don't know if it's going to sound good. Let's try this now. Hello? And I still hear myself. Hello? 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 Yeah, Hello? 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 Can you say something? Hello? If I turn them down, I can't even hear myself. I can only hear you, so I just turned them down. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe they're just too loud. I'm confused if you're going to get, like, if it's going to sound like an echo on the podcast. So. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Who knows? What, are you, are you, does it work? I, I can't hear you. Hear you. You what? Can't hear you. At all. I, no, I can't, I, sorry, I mean, you can't hear me. Okay. So we're good. Yep, 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 we're good. All right. Well, let's just start this podcast with uh, we're going to do some NBA draft. Uh, NBA draft talking about the lottery picks and some highlights. But first, the Russell Westbrook to the Lakers trade. Um, for some people, it's a holy shit trade. And for others, it's uh, keeping the Lakers at the same level. Is that the right word? I mean, I wouldn't say, like, I, I think you're referring to uh, yours truly over here, I Mr. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Uh, George uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, point volume shooting point guard hater, George Jarjour. Um yeah, I don't know if it makes – I mean, it obviously makes the Lakers better, right? I mean, and this is what I feel like Russell Westbrook uh, literally literally has been, like, rumored to be a Laker, I feel like, for his whole entire career. Like, and now yes. he's finally well, a Los he's Angeles from there. Lakers. Yeah, well, yeah, he's from there. He's going he's, – he's coming home. I don't know if he's going to write a letter to Sports Illustrated like LeBron James. He should do that, by the way. He should get Lee Jenkins, get a – Get a big thing out agency. Of oh, I don't care. Just write a whole entire thing. I'm coming home. Make a commercial for it. Tell the kids he's bringing a championship back to where, where is he? Is he from Inglewood or Crenshaw? I, I don't know. That was that was a very bad assumption, George. I know why because I think he went back to Inglewood or Crenshaw. One of those two. Is he from the ghetto? <laughs> I mean, I think I think Russell Westbrook is from Crenshaw. I'm just saying uh, uh, the suburb of Hawthorne. So very bad assumption. Like, no, well, no, he but he Russell Westbrook cuts ribbon on renovated Crenshaw YMCA. He opened up a YMCA. He's bringing a championship to the Crenshaw YMCA. Russell He's Westbrook. He's from a suburb. He's from a suburb of Hawthorne and went to UCLA. So uh, quite the assumption. Assuming the basketball player is from one of the most uh, from the ghetto of either Chicago or the ghetto of LA. <laughs> well, the reason I thought that was because he opened. I I remember seeing he opened up a YMCA in Crenshaw, or 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 Inglewood, and I couldn't remember which one it was. And yes, it was an assumption also that you know. You know My thing sense. is, if you're from a city, if I'm from washington in seattle but i grew up in the nice area it doesn't mean i would only help the nice area 
How many NBA players from Seattle have come out? And right, you have like Brandon Roy, Garfield, Jamal Crawford. I think was he Garfield or was he Franklin? Um, Isaiah Thomas is from Beach. From Beach, sorry, Beach. Isaiah Thomas from uh, God, what's that school in Tacoma? Ain't no NBA players coming out from Be- Bellevue High School. That's false. Uh, you had <laughs> Matisse Eibel from Eastside Catholic, a Catholic school. That's very and correct. That's probably the most expensive high school, one of the most expensive high schools in the state of Washington. So, and I'm sure he wouldn't go back just to donate to to East East Lake Sammamish. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, he would go back. To, I don't think they need the donation, yeah. right? Yeah, there's a wild assumption, but it's fine. I don't know. I don't think Hawthorne's nice either. I'm just just saying Compton Inglewood was quite the assumption to start. He um, but he is going back, and he's he's gonna help the Lakers. I think it's I think it's a great trade to be honest, because I think Russell Westbrook with LeBron James taming him. Now it's all an assumption that he's gonna tame him, but if he tames him, my God, this guy could average 10, 11, and eleven, right? But yeah, I know it's bad. He needs to be tamed. We have a lot yeah. of assumptions about Russell Westbrook today. He's not not the nicest things to say. George is like ghetto ass guy, and I'm like from the from ghetto Crenshaw. Yeah. From Crenshaw, like, what's up? And the same is like, you got to tame the beast. Get him on a leash. Like, God damn it. Like, LeBron. God. LeBron, but LeBron is going to walk in and be like, oh, this is the fucking, this is the way right here. That's it. Like, he's like, because LeBron signed off on this. I mean, like, let's not be dumb, right? Our father said this. And the minute my, our dad said this to us, he said, LeBron James had to sign off on this. And it, it all came back to me. And I was like, you know what? He's right. He knows he's the third fiddle. And he knows that he's going to get a lot of time as the second fiddle with Anthony Davis there. And he knows that LeBron's going to dominate the narrative, dominate the ball when and he's there to win a championship more than anything. And I think he's smart. I think it's a smart move. Yeah. I mean, it's a better move in Kyle Kuzma, KCP, whatever the 21st pick of a draft was. Um, I mean, it just happened. I, I don't know who the 21st pick was since we were, were doing this during the 21st pick, but you can probably tell me, and I'll tell you, it's probably not as good as Russell Westbrook. It'll probably never be as good as Russell Westbrook. Um, but I'm just excited to see what Russell Westbrook and LeBron, when, when like Russell Westbrook down three points, set 28 seconds left of the game, comes down, bricks a contested three, middle of the playoffs. If LeBron James, what is LeBron's thought process going to be there? I mean, he's on his fourth team in four years. I'm going to make this prediction now, Sammy. I don't know if you have a prediction board. We need to start a prediction board because I usually um, – I'm about like 7% on my predictions out of 100. Especially and I, and, quarterbacks. Yeah, and I literally get stuck on the 7%, right? I may only talk about the 7%. That's right. But this is going to be number eight out of 101. Russell Westbrook on his fourth team in four years. He's about to be on his fifth team in fifth years after one year on the Lakers. Uh, probably not in my my what I'm thinking because he only has one more year's contract after after next year. So I think they're kind of committed for the next two years on him. Personal opinion, but uh, you just said something that I, I, I'm like I I'm not understanding how some people aren't comprehending, which is what LeBron James. Not LeBron James is not going to let Russell Westbrook be the same Russell Westbrook we've seen. It's not like these guys aren't dumb. Like they, he knows he's going to play with LeBron James and he knows that that does not mean he can play the exact same way. Number one, number two, if he does take a couple bad shots, 
these are the same bad shots that you would have got from Kyle Kuzma, for example. I would much rather have the ball in Russell Westbrook's hand as my third guy who might take a bad shot here and there than Kyle Kuzma. We saw this in the NBA Finals. We saw guys like uh, Drew Holiday. He was getting ripped a lot in the first couple mm-hmm. games because he's a good third option, but he's not, you know, he's probably, he's going to make some bad plays. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that because, you know, eventually, a guy like Drew Holiday, a guy like Russell Westbrook, he's going to end up making a good play too. And that's way better third option than Kyle Kuzma because Kyle Kuzma never even had one in a playoff. Did he ever have one breakout game? I don't know. I'm sure he did. I just don't remember it. He didn't like, it's probably in the first round or something. Uh, no, I'm with you, man. It's better. Right. I mean, as I mean, is it a upgrade? Yes. But then would I rather have done the buddy heel trade? Absolutely. I just don't think, I just don't think Russell Westbrook is like the perfect like fit. Right. If I was a general manager or something, I just, to me, I'd be like, do I really want Russell? Westbrook? Like, do I really want this guy? Probably not. That's just me, Bo. Also, Kuzma's like playoff highest 19 points. So you're going to get better production well, from Russell Westbrook. Yeah, you will. So some, to some people, yeah. that would be a breakout game. If I had 19 points in an NBA game, I would, you'd, yeah, I'd probably call not, it a breakout game. You're not the third fiddle to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So you need <laughs> to not. have a better stat than that. I, I think it's going to work perfectly fine. I'm, I don't think there's a... I'll say this because I agree about all this shit about Russell Westbrook. I think this is the only chance Russell Westbrook could have worked anymore. Like mm-hmm. actually, like literally in total, right? If there was like, I don't think he would have fit with Kawhi in the Clippers because Kawhi is not vocal. We know he doesn't work with Durant. We've seen him with other kind of stars. It doesn't work. LeBron James and Anthony Davis is like the only pairing I could ever see Russell Westbrook. With. Well, not ever, but like, at this point in his career, working with. So I'm actually excited to see it because if he can't figure it out, it's it's pretty crappy. I got to stop you for a second and ask you a question. Follow up there. Because you said work. Like, what do you mean by work? That That's what I'm interested in. I mean, it works. I mean, they're going to make it somewhere to the Western Conference Finals or the Finals or win the Finals. I mean, like, at the end of the day, the some people say championship or bust for a lot of things but that's Mm -hmm. not the truth right like technically Harden, Kyrie and Durant worked this year there were some injuries they they could have lost in the finals to somebody who for all we know like but it worked right we thought like maybe it wouldn't work chemistry wise or ball movement but it does and I think yeah this works I'd be shocked if they're not in the Western Conference finals or in the finals next year okay no I kind of like what you said there because like that was actually a really good example um, with the like Nets, I know they didn't win the championship, but obviously it worked, and that was because of injuries, right? Um, that didn't yeah. work or didn't win the championship, but did it work? Yeah. Um, if the Lakers, there is a scenario where the Lakers work and don't win the NBA championship. Yeah, and especially if you have a team like the Nets that work, okay, you're kind of. That, I mean, don't, like, don't it's, don't it's tell worse. me. Don't tell me we're going to see a Nets-Lakers finals and I have to literally watch either Westbrook or Harden put on a ring. Which one do you think I would be more mad about? Like, I'm just trying to think, like, in general. Which one would I... Harden, because Harden would be with Durant and Kyrie. It just doesn't, like... If Westbrook wins one because he's the third fiddle to LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I think everyone's kind of just like, okay, that's good. Yeah, that's a good point. 
It would have been like Gary Payne winning. And he's better than Gary Payne was when he went to the Lakers. But like, remember Malone and Payne on the Lakers? It's like, okay, good for them. Whatever. Like, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fuck James Harden. We don't want him to win. I mean, at the end of the day, you know James Harden might be the best player on that Nets team in like a series, right? I don't think Russell Westbrook would be – I don't think there's a scenario Russell Westbrook's the best player – in a winning series for the Lakers, right? That would there would be no way that happens. I mean, the only way it happens if it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis are out and somehow they win a series. <laughs> yeah, they're not winning a series if that's the case. So, I yeah. mean, unless they're the one seed playing some bad eight seed, but like that's the point. And is Harden actually? You know, I, you, no matter what you think of him, he has a shot at being a Finals MVP with the Brooklyn Nets. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a fan. I don't know if Westbrook I, does. Yeah, and um, no, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I mean, there's a point in this season where we're talking about James Harden could win MVP because he was playing so damn good. I mean, there's points where people were arguing, literally arguing that he's better than Kevin Durant right now, and I thought that was insane. But there's a lot of insanity in life, but I don't think we'll have ever a situation where people are arguing on Twitter that Russell Westbrook's better than LeBron James. No, it'll never happen. Because he's not. And it, yeah. and he knows that. And that's why it's going to work. I'm just telling you, it's going to work. I, I'm All actually... Right. I'm feeling very confident that they're going to be NBA champs next year. Yeah, I'm not, but um, yeah, to each his own. I mean, I've been wrong before. So, <laughs> I wonder if the odds have changed yet. I mean, I don't think Russell Westbrook is that big of an odd changer. I could be wrong, but I don't think he's that big of an odd changer. That's my kind of my point. I think you know he moves. He doesn't move the needle that much. Uh. Let's see. They went from plus 600 to plus 420. Now they're second in odds. Okay. I, I think that's, that's it. I mean, cool. I can't argue against Vegas. So, yeah. Brooklyn Nets are plus 220. Lakers plus 420. And then all Bucks are all the way up at plus 50. I mean, yeah. Vegas really thinks it's going to be Nets Lakers. I have a feeling neither one of those teams wins the championship next year, but that's a different story for a different day. Different story. I, but I will tell you, I don't think that's going to be the matchup. I do think one of one of those teams will win the finals, but I don't think – it would just seems too, like, cliche for those two yeah. teams to make it. Something's yeah, going to happen. Totally. Just, yeah, I, I agree there. A lot of injuries. Yeah, uh, all right, should, injuries. We move on, should we move on to the NBA draft? Let's do it. All right, so pretty simple here. I actually compi- compiled the first 14 picks of the NBA draft. And got a couple fun facts about each one. Some of them are basketball facts. Some of them are not. So this is how we're just going to do it, Sammy. It's not really a let game. Me, but Let me tell the people why, though. Because we don't. let's be honest. We're not trying to fake nothing. We don't know shit about some of these guys. Like, and this I didn't watch Jalen Green all season in the G League. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Like, I, I can tell you a little bit about how I feel about Cade Cunningham or, like, Dylan Suggs. But, like, I just love sometimes people try to spend way too much time acting like they watched all these guys. Like yep. nobody watched all 15 of the or 14 of the first top draft picks. So we decided it's more fun to tell you about their lives instead of hearing us talk about uh, Kate Cunningham's uh, versatility. <laughs> he is versatile. He is. He is very, yeah. very versatile. <laughs> <laughs> and nice body frame, perimeter or something, you know, like the – they need to do better, by the way, at the NBA draft with this type of stuff. Make it like make it more entertaining, because like for the average fan, it's not that fun. 
No, no, it's really not. Okay, but this is how I want you to do it. You tell me who the team and the pick was. We're going to go through the 14 lottery picks, and I'll tell you about the player. And then if you have, if we want to add anything about my fun facts, we can. We're doing top 14, right? Yep, just the lottery. Okay, so we're starting with uh, Cade Cunningham to the Detroit Pistons, uh, number one. Cade Cunningham to the Detroit Pistons, number one. So here's a couple of things. First of all, Sammy, I found it very interesting today on Twitter that uh, everyone was comparing him to Grant Hill. Like, how fucking lazy can you get? Oh, he's a guy who can bring the ball up, and he's a point guard that plays for Detroit. Grant Hill, wow. Really? He plays more like Luka Doncic from what I'm reading about. Um, he's, uh, coached by his brother all the way, like during high school and stuff. His brother was a division one basketball player. Um, he's vegan and he has a daughter that's Cade Cunningham for you, ladies and gentlemen. He put on glasses at the draft to say, well, I'm welcome to Detroit. I I like his swag. I think he's a cool guy. Yeah, I think he's a cool guy too. I I don't like comparisons in general, just FYI, like, I, oh, I I think lot, oh, that's too bad because I got a lot of comparisons on my notes. <laughs> I know, but, but the reason I'll tell you the exact reason I don't like them. You just said Luca, and some people say Grant Hill. It's all based off somebody's fucking preconceived. Like mm-hmm. somebody said it somewhere on the internet, and then everyone rolls with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like at the end of the day, like if there's not that many compare, every player is a little different. I'm just saying it's always like. You know how many people I've heard either say he's like Luca or he's like Grant Hill. Like, you know, like I just feel everybody has a damn like just find something off the Internet and decides like, all right. No, but that's uh, why I kind of like it because it's funny to me. Like people are totally trying to say he's like Luca so they can do the cross cross race comparison. Like, oh, look at me. I'm so woke. I got the cross comparisons. And then everyone uses the Grand Hill, which I think is hilarious because he's also a piston. <laughs> when really he might not be anything like Grand Hill. To me, it's yeah, more fun. Really why it's stupid. <laughs> I know, but that's why I find it fun. Yeah, I guess different definitions of fun. I did want to say of Cunningham, he did have his daughter since he was 16. There's a reason I'm yep. saying this right now is he seems to have like a level of that's a level of maturity to like go through college and high school with the daughter. And he seems like his world is his daughter. Like he sounded like it's basketball and daughter. Like it wasn't about like, he didn't have too much flash. He didn't have too much, whatever. He seemed actually very mature, which leads to pick number two, Jalen green uh, to the Houston Rockets. You can give some of your tidbits. I just wanted to start with the fact that he gives me really immature vibes after well, Kate Cunningham. So go for it. Well, funny you say that because his number one weakness, uh, according to NBA draft.net is maturity. Yeah. <laughs> so I believe so it. You, 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 so that was a very good look there, but did you know, Sammy, he's half Filipino. Mm, I think I did know that actually. Yeah. He's half Filipino. He's nicknamed himself the unicorn, which is great when you, uh, you nickname yourself. And yeah, he's never. his claim to fame is super duper short shorts. Like he loves to wear his shorts super short. And he says it's because no, I don't want to be like anyone else. I'm wearing short shorts. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not liking the vibe of him. To be honest, after Kate Cunningham, like you saw him kind of go down on the podium, like just the overly shiny suit. Like I'm not against cool draft day suits. Don't get me wrong, but he just gives yeah. me like John Wall vibes. Like he's gonna be. He'll probably be a good scorer, but like. No, just doesn't seem like he's gonna have it. And like, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. 
Um, and remember, he's being put on a team with uh, Michael Porter Jr., who also had the like immaturity issues out of Seattle, out of UFC, and ha- got like kicked off the Cavs, right? And like had mm-hmm. to be signed by the Rockets. Not like, Michael Porter just, Jr. I, I uh, uh, Kevin Porter. Sorry. There we go. Okay, Kevin Porter. I mean, the, who's also from Seattle, USA. Uh, he he kind of gives me those same vibes. Like, I don't know if that's the best pairing that you want with the Rockets. Yeah, I mean, he also gives me like Zach Levine vibes as well in a weird way. Another Seattle guy. I'm just trying to throw a, a lot. And that's who he's compared to a lot because of his athleticism. But he seems like a perfect guy to, for me, Sammy, to continue my disdain for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, you're not going to like them. Yeah, sure. so so that kind of just worked out for me. Uh, who's the third pick, Sammy? Uh, third pick is Evan Mobley at a USC, which I know a lot of people are uh, really high on. All right, so here's some fun facts about Evan Mobley, Sammy. His father played overseas. Uh, his mom was an elementary school teacher. Um, he didn't always love basketball, according to an article I read, but he loves Rubik cubes. Loves Rubik cubes. That's that's a bad sign. Um, doesn't like doesn't love basketball. You said. Didn't always love basketball, but loves Rubik cubes, according to this article, which is weird. Like, hey, dude, do you love basketball? No, but I really love Rubik cubes. Like, yeah, I don't know how they like put that article together. It must be a little bit of an exaggeration. Probably a little bit of an exaggeration, but you tend to see this with a lot of seven footers. I swear, like because you're seven feet, like maybe basketball isn't your biggest go to, but you just Mm -hmm. fucking you're seven feet tall. And if you get a little good at it, you're going to be a millionaire. Multi-millionaire. So I think a lot of people just do it. Yeah, sorry about that. You you froze on the screen, so I thought you were done talking. But I have a question for you. Since you love comparisons so much, they did another NBA draft on cross-racial comparison with Evan Mobley. Who do you think – who does he remind you of cross-racially? Seven foot – I have no idea. Like like Porzingis or some shit? No, Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol is like – yeah, yeah I, I, I like they're really trying with the cross cross race comparisons lately. Like they're, I like, think I you're like forced the cross race comparisons, George. I think I think that was just two of them. I don't know if they're actually that much. I think you're you're pushing the race uh, race subject here. I I really am. Uh, who's number four? Scotty Barnes uh, out of Florida State went to the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, um, you know, there was not really much about Scotty Barnes on the World Wide Web. Um, they they compared him to Jabari Parker, which I didn't like. And they also compared him to Draymond Green, which I, I also don't like because I feel like if you want to be compared to Draymond Green, you need to be in a perfect situation. Um, and they say he can guard five positions, so that's always a plus. And he's going to Toronto, so cool. On ESPN, it says... <laughs> Seems like mostly improvement areas too, like natural shooter and different things. So I don't know. We'll find more about Scotty Barnes. He's either going to be on an average Toronto team or a really bad team if they get rid of Lowry and Siakam. Or yep. So who? I don't know how much we're going to be watching of Scotty Barnes this year. But the next guy, so I'm really excited about. Um, I thought he should have gone earlier. Which is Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga went fifth yep. to the Orlando Magic. Yeah, man. Uh, here's some fun stuff about Jalen Suggs. You know, he was Mr. Bass. Oh, sorry. Before you get to that, because this is a good one. I know what you're going to say. I yeah. do want to say one thing, which is mm-hmm. he he was teammates with Chet Holmgren, the uh, 
number one recruit oh, yeah. in the nation this year, that skinny white guy, yeah, who also is going to Gonzaga. They played together in high school. Mm, fun uh, fact. I found. I didn't know that until the, a couple of days ago, but they like went to the same high school. He convinced him to go to Gonzaga now this year. He's the number one recruit in the nation. So I don't know what that high school's producing, but they're doing a good job. And I guess they're really, uh, they're really doing a good job of getting people to Gonzaga. No, to- uh, totally actually. And I hate Gonzaga. So I'm not really like, I'm glad he's out of Gonzaga. Where do you go? Orlando? You said, yeah, good. I'm glad he can go struggle for his whole entire career to play in a winning organization after choosing a school like Gonzaga, loser. Anyway, um, he was Mr. Basketball and Football at Minnesota. He was a quarterback who got offers from Ohio State and Nebraska to play quarterback. This guy's a real athlete. I know he's not a loser. And uh, here's my favorite thing about him, Sammy. You know Terrell Suggs? Yep. Yeah, he's actually related to Terrell Suggs, so that's kind of cool. So, oh, Jalen Suggs and Terrell That's one Suggs, of those yeah. where you'd like maybe assume because of the name, but you're like, nah, probably not. Exactly. <laughs> his, it's like his dad's second cousin. He is pretty amazing, though. Mr. Uh, Mr. Football and Mr. Basketball is, is pretty amazing. I know he was like a top 10 basketball recruit and a top 10 quarterback in the nation or something like yeah. that, right? That's yeah, absolutely insane. That's insane. Yeah. Well, he, looks like he's picked the right sport. Though he'd, he'd probably be like a backup in at Ohio State right now, in his sophomore year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, uh, I don't. Have, I mean, we, I actually, just real quick, though, I do think Orlando. Like, I mean, I made a joke about them, but like, it's actually a good spot for him to kind of like learn to do it all and kind of be able to run the offense. I actually don't hate that for him. He also they also signed uh, Wagner, Franz Wagner. Yeah, or, well, or we're, we're gonna get him from Michigan. We're gonna get to we're gonna get to him. I don't want to. No, I know, my fun but facts. I'm just saying, like, I, I had nothing to do with the fun facts. I'm just saying that, like, they're they had two close, they had two top picks, so they're really trying their best to 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 rebuild here. No, absolutely. Uh, next up was Josh Giddy from Australia. Got drafted uh, sixth to the Thunder. Yeah, and he wasn't even supposed to go into like 11th or 12th, according to most mock drafts, which, you know, sometimes you have to be like, okay, a little bit of a reach. His mom and dad both played in the Australian Basketball League, which is cool. He's ambidextrous. I can't even say that word. Ambidextrous. So for those at home, that means he can use his right or left hand to whack off. Really cool. Nice. Um, and <laughs> um, last but not least, my favorite com- comp. In history of comps, who do you think he got? He's from Australia. Who do you think he got compared to? Joe Ingles. He got compared to Joe Ingles. Like, how lazy can you be? Like, all right, Australian guy, Josh Giddy. I wish, what's his comp? All right, Joe Ingles. <laughs> like, I bet you yeah. plays nothing like Joe Ingles. Probably not. He's probably like going to be completely different. We'll see, though. I know nothing about Josh Giddy from Australia. Me either, but uh, I did Literally see zero. that his dad, I tweeted out a video, his dad had some fantastic hair, and his dad was numbers retired for the Melbourne Tigers, so his dad was stud. Okay, so his dad was good, too. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. We, uh, let's see. Next up was Jonathan Kuminga yep. on from, from Congo to the Warriors. Yeah, man. Uh, Kuminga, before... Last season, some people had him as a number one overall pick, number one prospect in all of basketball. So to get him at seventh is actually pretty good for the Warriors. His first language is actually French. As you said, he's originally from Congo. 
He moved to the United States at 13, and he went to three different high schools in three different states in three years. How come? Uh, I just moving around. He's from Congo. That's what they do. No, no, like was his family <laughs> here? I have no idea. I just made. I didn't make that part I was, up. I just don't I'm know like, why. come on. Like, I was. I thought you'd have some more information on that. Like his nah. dad was in the arm. Like I don't know. Like he was bouncing around. Like I was actually interested on in why three different high schools. Yeah, it's a lot of high know. schools. He likes to try different high schools. Yes, find the right to find uh, the right one. And it's gonna be interesting for the Warriors uh, if he's if you know if he's able to be a guy that can play right away it makes a big difference. If not, he is probably not going to be on the Warriors for many more weeks. <laughs> I would agree with that. All right, uh, who's next? Uh, Franz Wagner, number eight to Michigan. Franz Wagner, Sammy, you seemed like really excited about Franz. Wa- Franz Wagner, when you really wanted to talk about him earlier, you know, there's not much to really say about him. We all know his brother, right? Played for Michigan as well. He's only, you know, you think of him, and I, I didn't have much about him. He's a great team defender. He only shot 34% from three point line in college, which is not that good. And it's kind of weird because you think, as soon as you think of a German guy that plays on the wing, the first thing I think of is excellent shooter. But he's not. He's not an excellent shooter. He's a good enough shooter. He's just not excellent. He's like a wing forward kind of guy. He's much different than his brother. The the Wagner family. It's actually no, no. He is different. He actually is different from his brother though. He's not like just a big. He's like six nine. He's not like almost seven foot. He's like I'm pretty sure he's like a point forward type of thing. Oh yeah, no, no, totally. He's he can handle the ball pretty well from what I was reading. I'm not like. I don't know much about it. I do know that we have to pr- start pronouncing his name correctly. It's actually Wagner because, you know, that's how the Germans. Wagner. I kind of did say it that way. Wagner. Did you? No, I said Wagner. I, I'm the one who messed up. I said Wagner, but I think that is really like the American way to say it is like Wagner. But he's not American. We got to, you know, you get his German heritage correctly. <laughs> All right, George. <laughs> I, still, I'm saying like when you watched games – they say like Franz Wagner instead of like Wagner. They'd say Wagner. Yeah, yeah. it's not like they're trying that hard to go like Wagner. Like yeah, I mean, that'd be, be weird. very pointless. Yeah, like it'd be really weird if Mike Breen was like, "All right, um, Jalen Suggs goes drives down the ball, finds the ball, kicks out to Wagner for three. Like, yeah, just like, n- nobody does that. Like, you say Sabonis. Yeah, keep it simple, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. How life right, works. Who's, who's, who's <laughs> next? Sometimes, uh, Davion Mitchell, number nine to the Kings, which actually, like, regardless of fun facts, I actually like this pick. He's kind of an experienced guy. I think uh, it's kind of cool for Sacramento. I yeah, like I really okay. So here's my stuff. I didn't have many fun facts about him because this is one guy we actually know about. We saw him in a tournament. We saw him go deep. We saw him win a championship. We saw him actually kind of be the star of the tournament, right? Like the kind of breakout star that no one really talked about before the tournament that much in, you know, unless you're a big college basketball fan. Which kind of reminded me of Mateen Cleaves back in Michigan State days. And then he went like in the lottery to the Detroit Pistons about ninth overall as well, I think. Uh, and his career didn't, I'm not saying Mitchell's career won't do well, but I'm just saying that's what happened with, with Mateen Cleaves. Uh, but it, I mean, it's, it's kind weird. of a weird example because like, it's actually a very hit and miss on the tournament guys. Cause Steph Curry yeah. is one of the guys, Jimmy for one of the tournament guys, Buddy Heald was actually one of those tournament guys that were older and, and 
got probably draft stock from his like performance in the last year. So mm-hmm. I don't know why you went straight to Mateen. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Just to pick the guy that failed. No, because they're both point guards. They both were defensive point guards, and they both won the national championship. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I bet. Um, he was defensive player of the year in the Big Twelve. So, uh, oh, he's good. He's the whole, good. The whole, the I think Naismith and Big Twelve. So, I think it's good for a team like Sacramento that has like not old guys but not young guys like right in the middle, and he's kind of in that. You know, he's already like twenty two, right, or like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. So, Here's I think it's question. kind of a cool fit. Like you got Halliburton, Fox, and Mitchell. Like, is that a lot of guards? And Buddy Heal, I guess, is kind of is more of a wing. But like, you have like, just, is there enough minutes for all? Like, what do you do there? Yeah, you know they're gonna make trades. They're already trying to get rid of Buddy Heald. So I, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not dumb. They're an NBA team. They probably know what they're doing. I mean, if there's <laughs> an argument to make about a team that's dumb in the NBA, it might be the Kings. Might be, but they're 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 getting better. I mean, like they it's not like they were a uh, it's not like. The ninth pick is not like what is it? Fifteen teams make the playoffs. Sixteen. Teams. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like they're only seven spots away. It's not like they're the number one pick in the draft. No, no, no totally. You're totally they're, right. They're Who's, getting closer to figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, they're in that exact place you don't want to be in the NBA. The ninth pick over and over again. Yeah. Okay, this is my favorite pick of the the draft for one reason. Uh, okay, I'm interested number to 10. know why. Because the name is so similar to Zion Williamson. <laughs> Zaire Williams. Like you literally the it's Williams instead of Williamson and it's Zaire instead of Zion. I just thought it was like when for the first time it saw my eyes, I was like Zion Williamson. And I was like, Oh my god. And then I was kind of disappointed. It's he's not on the Pelicans. Like the trade is being the pick is being traded to Memphis. Oh, why don't they say that on ESPN? I, I I don't know why they they should say it on ESPN, Zaire Williams to Memphis. You want to just double check that so I'm not like giving out complete false information. I'm like 99.9% sure. But I really yeah, was like excited about, yeah, I was really excited about the Zaire Williams to Zion Williamson and like announcers just fucking that up all day long. And it just, it would have been uh crazy, well, but you know, not anymore. Yeah. But you know, he wasn't even projected to be a lottery pick. Memphis traded up for him, which was weird. And you, do you know his story about uh Stanford last year? Uh, I don't think so, but I do know he was like a super top prospect that like was not supposed to go to Stanford. <laughs> yeah, and then he went to Stanford, and then COVID forced Stanford to live out of a hotel the whole season and limited their practices, so he didn't really play that good. So they might have actually like got a steal in the draft because he was really highly uh, touted, but he he lived out of a hotel as a college kid and didn't get to practice much. Yeah, actually, unfortunately, it sounds like he went through more than that. I'm seeing on uh, grizzlybearblues.com, he had a rough season this past year. He dealt with COVID. He dealt with Stanford's protocols that kept him off campus for a lot of the year, injuries and deaths in his family. So it sounds like it was not a simple year for the guy. No, but I mean, he's going to Memphis, which is a good team. So that he has that going for him. Yeah, and you, you pair like – with him and Dylan Brooks and John Morant, like if he actually pans out to be decent, that's a pretty sweet lineup because Zaire Williams was supposed to be really good. Absolutely. Well, and now my favorite pick of a draft is coming up next. James Boatnight. 
<laughs> I call him Boo Knight. He was projected top seven pick in the NBA draft. He dropped to 11th. His comps are CJ McCullen, but there's the reason I really like this. He's really exciting. Like if you go watch his like highlights, he's a score dude. This guy scores, scores, scores. And now you compare. Now you have to bring the Triple B brand back. Bridges, Ball, and Boo Knight on the Hornets. Lavar, I'm calling you out right now. You got to bring Triple B's back. There's gonna be some disgusting like offense and no defense. It's gonna be amazing. They're gonna be fun to watch though. They're going to be one like just like they were last year. Last they're going to be one of those league pass teams. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, but probably not. Not I don't. They're not going to be that great. <laughs> exactly. Twelve. We had Joshua Primo, kind of a cool name, from yeah. Alabama going to the Spurs. Uh, which, okay, position. Listen to this. By the way, this is my fun fact. He went twelve to the Spurs, right? Mm-hmm. On ESPN, his overall rank was 26th. His position yep. rank as shooting guards was 10th. 10th yep. best shooting guard in the draft. I don't know if the Spurs are just trying to get too cute at this point or what's going on. Well, I mean, I also wrote down his over-under, according to Vegas pick, was 27 and a half. And then I wrote, I wrote next to it, LOL. LOL. Which means I was laughing when I wrote it. Um, and I don't know, like I saw jokes on Twitter, maybe like Pop just like Zoom was like cutting out like from Japan. He's on the Zoom conference call at the Olympics. Like, uh, who? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, those commercials where like Gronk and Brady are like talking and it cuts out and then they do bad that service. complete opposite bad service. So that must have been the thing with, with Joshua Primo. But I found it really, he's the youngest player in the draft. And my favorite fun fact is that ESPN, like, I feel like ESPN, I don't know, like, who comes up with these things, but it said Joshua Primo. What get to know Joshua Primo? He loves fried calamari. I was like, huh. Primo sounds like kind of fun fact. He loves fried calamari. So do I. So that's great. No, that's actually an interesting fact. That's more interesting than some of the other facts we've had. No offense to your fun facts, but. It's kind of a cool. <laughs> at least you know something specific about the guy. Yeah, I, I it didn't say it was his favorite food. It didn't say like his favorite food it. is fried calamari. He just likes fried, loves fried calamari. And maybe it's like his sixth favorite food, but he loves it. So, I, I do just actually want to say, like, I know you made a joke out of out of the Greg Popovich like cell service thing, but like, yeah. this is the Spurs trying to be smarter than everybody again. Like yes. the guys. 26th overall. He's the 10th best shooting guard according to rankings. And he went 12th in the draft. I just got to say, like, Popovich and the Spurs are starting to be like those old guys that just, like, are stuck in their ways. It's what it's starting to feel like. Because, like, I, I agree. Yeah, it could work out. Don't get me wrong. But, like, you know, I'm just, I just felt like, damn, like, they're really trying to be those guys that don't listen to anybody still. I'm still stuck on the fried calamari shit, but let's move on. It's a it's a good stat. Uh, Chris Dorte from Oregon uh, went 13th to the Pacers, which I know he was kind of one of the hot topics, but he was 24 years old. So yeah, that was my that fun was fact tough. about him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and he's also Dominican immigrant. He moved here when he yeah. was uh, 15 years old, and so I joked on there. He's listed at 24 years old. He might be a lot older. So. Or it could be younger. It could just be a mistake on the draft. Remember, the, that was a big thing with like the Dominican players in Major League yeah. Baseball. Like, yeah, like 
Miguel Tejada was the hottest topic. Like it turned out he was like four years older than he is. Like imagine if Chris Duarte is actually 29. Like that'd suck. Yeah, it'd be kind of bad actually for the Pacers. But he, I actually think he's going to be a really great NBA player. He's one of the guys I actually like. I thought the Warriors were going to get him at 14. I thought it'd be a great fit. A 24-year-old that's like a little older, ready to like play right away. Uh, he... I don't know. I, I know he has an accent. I know he says like, uh, he's like one of those guys. I don't know. That's why I remember him so specifically from mm-hmm. like ESPN or from Oregon, whatever it is. Like it probably he has is. an accent. He's older, like very like, you know, like probably very NBA ready. So totally interesting pick. Hmm. Uh, and then last was what? Number 14, Moses Moody to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, and everything I read about this is a perfect pick, Sam. He's a great shooter, great defender. He was projected to go in the top eight. And uh, my favorite, maybe my favorite, Glenn Rice comparisons. And I haven't seen Glenn Rice in a minute, so that was exciting to me. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's he's 3-D. That's what matters. If he's like a Danny Green like type of guy in a year, you know how much that helps. uh, Oh, yeah. The Warriors, like... There's nothing more you could ask for as a Warriors team right now than 3 and D. Yeah, and there's not many Moseses in the NBA. I mean, it's a great name. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's been any since Moses Malone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many. I mean, basketball reference probably can tell us how common it is, but I'm really not that interested to know how many Moseses have been in the NBA and NBA history, but we we could look it up at some point if we're really, really that interested. Yeah, maybe one day. And that's, right. that's, well, that's the that's lottery, it. bit. Um, so I, okay, I do, out of the lottery, you're just say. like, oh, go ahead. One second, one second. One second. I do want to say, number 15, we're going to skip him, but Corey Kisserp, Kisserp from Gonzaga. I have to shout out Gonzaga. I know how much George hates him. He went 15 to the Wizards. Gonzaga just had two top 15 picks in the draft. They have the number one recruit in the nation going to Gonzaga. I have to say, for some for guys that are from the state of Washington, it makes no sense. No. And uh, sense. just to lose in the national championship game or final four again, congratulations. Further than any of our other Washington teams go. So Tell me about it. Tell me about it. That's all I had. All right. Uh, favorite pick outside of like, you know, Kate, like who's like your, I know you like Suggs, but like outside top five, who's your, like your favorite, like sleeper pick. Well, it was going to be Suggs. So I, I, I know you said outside top five. I'm going with right. Suggs because he's the fifth pick. I, I, lit, I still think he could have been a number one pick in the draft. Right. I think he's going to be like a, I don't know, just like a solid point guard that's going to be on a team for 10 years. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be Rajon Rondo or Jason Kidd, but like, I think he has that, like, that, uh, I don't know, like the the ability to be like a per, a great point guard for a long time, and like you said, he's going to be pairing up with some other young people in Orlando, and maybe he actually turns it around. I think looking back to see Dylan Suggs is kind of like the like damn, he went fifth. Like you know, I, I don't know. If, I think we might see some regrets from the other top four picks. All right, mine's James Boonite because. Um, not just because I like his name and I like the triple B action, but I actually think with Ball being there as a point guard, Bridges, who's like a swing guy, I actually think Boonite might become a really good scorer in the NBA. He was a good scorer in UConn, and he might become a really good scorer in the NBA, like a 25-point-per-game score. They need one, right? Every team needs one, and I think he could provide a lot of scoring. Not much Do else. they play any defense, though? 
<laughs> this team. Zero, zero defense, but that's okay. They're just a league pass team. I'm not, I'm not asking them to win an NBA championship. I'm just asking them to sell some tickets. Yeah, and I would keep an eye on who's ever's on the Warriors. I mean, like, yeah, of course, these guys are these guys are going to be if one of them, whoever it is, or like any of them, have productive minutes, they're going to catch our eye much sooner than a lot of, of these course. other draft picks. Just because if the Warriors stay healthy, that things are going to be good. Absolutely. Yes, sir. I think that's all we got for today. That's it, man. Um, I guess we'll watch these guys play next year. We'll probably not talk about them much until like maybe even summer league. No one really talks about that much. So, so, so thanks, thanks for showing up to the NBA draft, you guys. We won't talk about Judo until about November. <laughs> no, probably until you do something in the NBA. Yeah. So. A lot so of these guys something. might be. You know what's funny? A lot of these guys, out of these fourteen, probably five or six of them, we might never mention ever again on a podcast. Is that kind of sad to say? I would say more than that. Probably. Mm other than two or three of them like i would say no, I probably mean, 11 or, yeah i probably i actually think probably 11 or 12 of them we will never mention their name again like wow, that, that's kind of like well, like if you know what i mean like when am i gonna mention chris dorte dante whatever if he's on the pacers and just becomes like a 10 points a game guy i'll well, never mention him thing, again but. here's why i think we mentioned a lot of them moses modi and Cap- Kapengo, however you say his name, uh, will be on the Warriors next year. So we're going to have to mention. They'll be mentioned at some point, probably. And you know Cade Cunningham's going to be mentioned. So that's three guys already mentioned. You love Jalen Suggs. You're just going to mention him. So that's at least well, four of them. And- but that's the thing. I won't mention him unless he does something cool. Like the only rookie we talked about last year, I think, was LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards. That's it. We, I, I don't wise, man. I mentioned him because I was okay. like, why is he not playing? So, so we talked I, about I, three. Three. I guarantee we didn't talk about any other rookies out of three out of the top fourteen green uh, green room. Yeah. So it's it's rare. Is what I'm saying. I hope one of our listeners just kind of keeps track for us and be like, "You hit eleven of them in the last five years." <laughs> like, cool. We might, no, I, I'm talking about like this next upcoming year. Oh, I'm talking about in history. No, in history you might because think about it, if you become a Danny Green that like yeah. is a spot up shooter. At 32 years old. Like. That's why I'm saying, like, I think, like, five of these guys we never talk about ever again. And then sure. nine of them we mentioned again in our lives. I, I was talking about next year. Like, we're probably not oh, going to okay. mention them. I'm with you on that next year. Yeah. But they're not going to do much. Well, uh hope you guys enjoyed draft coverage and Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. Uh It's kind of a weird day that it happens. I wish it didn't happen on the same day, but it's kind of cool. So, it's fine. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. All right, well. Thanks for listening to Pod That, Two Brothers Talking Sports. Uh, it's brought to you by the Sports on Tap. And George, it's the Internet's Pub. Cheers. Cheers.